Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello again. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots. You can find out more at flowracing.com. That's flowracing.com slash go MRN. So check that out. Still a lot of great racing coming up on Flow Racing. A lot of great racing in the NASCAR world. I'm Steve Post, Pit Road Reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time winning crew chief and a championship winning crew chief from up at Team Penske, Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm great. What an awesome championship weekend we just finished up. And looking forward, I, I got to put the plug out there. We still got that uh, that that race down in Florence. Yeah, Flow Racing's on the top. Flow Racing of, on top of it. Got to tune in that one. What the, November? November nineteenth. Nineteenth. November nineteenth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. He did an announcement last week. Special paint scheme. Bass yeah. Pro Shop. That's gonna be really cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, our NASCAR season is over, but the short track season. There's still some. There's there's still some wins to be out there. And there's and, some, uh, some big shows big coming shows, this off season. Sure. Just just tune in to Flow Racing yeah. for that one. It's all good. It yeah. really truly is. Phoenix, um, wow. We are going to, today, on the program, we're going to talk to Paul Wolf, winning crew chief from Team Penske, Chris Lawson from Front Row Motorsports. Uh, so we're going to talk to two of the three winning crew chiefs. In complete candor and honesty, the Joe Gibbs Racing Team, not available for us with uh, with with the tragedy. And we'll talk more about the Xfinity Series a little bit later on. But, but when we talk about the Cup Series and Team Penske and their performance out at Phoenix... Uh, pretty special, pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, uh, it really, I, I'm still, you know, I'm only a year removed, right. Mm-hmm. From being a team Penske guy. So I've got a lot of relationships over there. Paul Wolf being one of them, uh, uh worked side by side with him for a while. Really, really proud of those guys and what they put together. I, you look at it, the whole organization was, was on fire mm-hmm. when they got to Phoenix. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, they won Vegas. Yep. We'll get to hear that from, I, I, yep. I can only speak from 2018. We won Martinsville, which was yep. the first race then. And it just it'll put us in another zip code of being prepared for going to Homestead then. And I gotta think that's what I saw this weekend out of uh, out of Phoenix because the Team Penske cars. I mean, the two best cars there were the twenty two and twelve. Twelve, uh, right? All day, yeah. All weekend, all really. weekend, yeah. Really, I, I the twelve was on. I mean, the twelve was phenomenal at practice. Yeah, just stupid fast. But um, you know, they did a really good job and, and executed the the championship weekend that what we saw. Mm-hmm. The best car won all three of them. Yes. Or the best vehicle best won vehicle. all three of them. Right. Let's with say the truck that. series. Because the truck, the truck series, series. Really thought oh, Zane man. Smith was was on fire. I thought. And they brought a piece out there, didn't they? Oh, yeah. my gosh. They brought a piece out there. Yeah. And, and love the moves. Like Ben Rhodes' call. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, that's exactly. And just about won it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just, yeah, exactly. Again, it was very comparable to what we had at Martinsville in the cup side, where yes. you had some people had to play defense, some had to play offense, and it's the right move. Yeah. And Ben Rhodes about, about snuck out of and And honestly, if Ben Rhodes, if, if ben Rhodes hangs out and win that race, you literally could say snuck out of there and stole a championship oh, yeah. because they weren't. They weren't that 38 truck at all. That was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would have been Jimmy Johnson 2016. Yeah, exactly. Which, that one there, like, where did he come from? Yeah, you know. The rest of them had issues. But yeah, no that doubt. That was one of them. Yeah, uh, right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, truck race was good. The Xfinity race. Ty Gibbs. Um, first off, he had a great race car. Chris Gale brought him a great race car. Mm-hmm. But what you do with that great race car, the where he worked, and especially in that sequence when it was all guy leading the race, work the bottom, work the bottom, work the bottom, work the bottom. Sit there, work the bottom, and the next thing you know, shoot the high side going into one. Man, that's a move right there. I'm when he did that move, I'm like, whoa, man, because he took control of that high yep. groove. Yep, it's crazy. Yeah, I thought I thought he drove a drove a heck of a race, and I really thought the I thought the deck was stacked against him. But in some ways, you know, he had his organization had one focus. It was him, right? Or junior motorsports. Junior motorsports three, had yeah. to focus on all three, and then they had to race around each other, and it just, yeah. I, I but but kudos to them. They had the yeah. best. I mean, I felt like the I felt like the fifty four car was the right. best car. So all three races: Zane Smith, 
uh, Ty Gibbs and um, Joey Logano the best cars. I, I the, felt like yeah. the best car came out of there. Yeah, and it wasn't thing. like we had opportunities for it to shuffle up. I think all three, but yeah, they ultimately got back to the front. They found their way to the. They found the way to the point, and if it, and this is this is the way our format is. This is the way the championship is. One final game, one final round, one final race, and they all performed and they all got championships. Yep. So yeah, really cool weekend. Great, great weekend. That is for sure. Fun, fun stuff. So. What we're going to do, we're going to step away. When we come back, we will be joined by Paul Wolf from up at Team Penske. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Crew call continues on, and let's go to the hotline, the guest line. Joining us from up at Team Penske is your 2022 championship-winning crew chief, Paul Wolf. Hello, Paul. Congratulations, and welcome back to Crew Call. Good to catch up with you again. Absolutely, guys. Good morning. Thanks uh, for having me on here. And, um, yeah, I guess it's a, it's a good way to be back on here after uh, getting the championship this past weekend. Paul, you and I chatted briefly on Sunday morning before the uh, before the race, and uh, we we talked a little bit about how the weekend had gone fairly well, flawlessly, and and, and how you guys had done it, and and then to be able to put that forward all through the race with a solid performance has to be a lot of satisfaction in just the detail and the way that that weekend played out for you guys. Yeah, I mean, you never know how it's gonna how it's gonna play out. I, you know, we had we had a couple extra weeks there to kind of prepare as we got that win in Vegas. Um, it definitely helped. You know, it's it's always hard to quantify, right? People ask you, what's it mean? How how, how much more prepared are you um, having those that extra time to just focus on Phoenix? And like I said, I don't know that I can quantify it, but I I felt good about what we had done here at the shop preparing um, as we headed to Phoenix. Um, but you still, you never know um, how it's all going to unfold, what kind of speed you're going to have um, to your competitors until you, until you hit the racetrack there. And um, Although uh, it seemed like a lot, lot more practice than what we've had uh, this year um, with 50 minutes, it's still not a lot. Um, I feel like as a, as a company, as Team Penske as a whole, we really – really had a great plan going into the weekend and, and working really well with our teammates and, and trying to be as efficient as we can with those 50 minutes. Um, you know, fortunately, we all kind of had some speed off the truck, um, gave us a, an opportunity to really, you know, fine tune and try some things um, to, to be a little bit better. Um, and it really worked well and, and leaned on um, our teammates and, and gosh, we, we, had a great qualifying effort, got us that number one pit stall, um, and then was able to capitalize on the clean air getting started and, and really see what kind of speed we had on the long run. Um, we kind of got to a point where you're just like, let's just, let's not screw this up, right? Like <laughs> um, everything was going well. And, and uh, fortunately the, the race, there was a few moments in there um, you know, I guess probably when you look at the, the run there with the fuel mileage and, uh, you know, managing that um, and then probably, you know, the end of the race, um, waiting for that that untimely caution when you when you have a lead. Um, those were probably the, the moments that I uh, was probably the most uh, stressed, I guess, during the race. But but really, it all played out pretty, pretty straightforward. 
So you talked about it, your teammates having speed, and it was across the board, uh, uh, even to the point Harrison Burton had really good good pace as well in the Woods yep. Brother, that, that affiliate you've got over there. Um, how much of that do you think draws back to you having a couple weeks of looking forward? I know that, like, Hassler and Blaney weren't. They were focused on trying to make the Final Four, but um, you having that time, I would think, had to help you all with a collaboration to, to, to unload with speed, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. And obviously, the, like you said, those guys were still kind of focused on, you know, trying to get Blaney advanced to the to the final race, which obviously came up a little short there. But in the meantime, you know, there was a there was a, a big group of us that are, you know, just with the Phoenix mindset, right, and trying to to think through that in our in our short track program, what we've done to date, and and what we need to do to to be better. Um, you know, there's there's a few different style short tracks, I guess, in my eyes, um, in our schedule. Um, you know, you kind of look back to obviously race one in Phoenix, which was so early in the season. Um, you know, a lot you you've developed a lot with this car since then. Um, and then you kind of look at um, you know, Gateway was another strong performance for us. You kind of lean on that a little bit. Um, we ran well at Richmond in the fall, but. Richmond to me is quite a bit different than than Phoenix in those type of places, as you know, Todd, with with how the tire wear is and the fall off. You know, Phoenix now I will say did have have a a fair amount of fall off for for Phoenix. Um, seemed like it was a little bit more than what we saw in the spring, um, but obviously nothing near the level of Richmond. So the things we do at Richmond are are a little bit different than how we approach. Um, you know, the race at Phoenix, but yes, we had a great plan. Um, all the cars uh, were able to work very well together and um, everyone kind of had a plan going into practice of, of one or two items um, that they were going to try to get answers on. It's, it's very, it's very hard, as you know, to, to quantify things at times, um, especially in a short practice session without data on the car. Um, but gosh, hats off to all the teams. They, they did really did a great job, and it, it, it definitely was a, had a big impact on our weekend and our performance. And, and you talk about going into qualifying. I felt you know, there's not a, a, a lot you change these days um, from race trim to qualifying. Um, you know, you, you do change out um, a few items, but it's very limited. Um, so Typically, if you if you got some fire off speed and race trim, we've seen it kind of correlate to having speed and qualifying as well. Um, so with being up on the board and practice, I, I thought we would run a, a respectable lap in qualifying, but you know didn't really know we were going to have a shot at the pole. Um, but with our teammate going out early or earlier than us, you know, and I guess Blaney was in that first round, um, and he he laid down a, a good lap kind of gave me some confidence there that I thought we were going to have a, a pretty good shot. You know, you kind of lean on, wait, why was your car, your qualifying lap? Not a lot I could do. I can adjust some air pressure at that point, but it doesn't hurt. Give Joey that feedback. Hey, Blaney was, you know, his balance was a little snug. We're going to, we're going to make a small change here to free you up, but gives him the confidence to know that the car was going to have the speed to go out there and, and commit, right? We hear the driver say all the time, well, I was committed, you know, knowing, you know, expecting it to have X amount of grip. Um, and, and sometimes it does or doesn't, but um, having a teammate that you knew had pretty much the same setup in as you um, gives you a lot of confidence. And not that um, Joey was lacking any confidence as we, as we got deep into the playoffs. Obviously he was, he was as focused and determined as anybody. You, uh, yeah. And you could see that in, in amongst all of you, you started every round, Every first race of the rounds was really good finishes. A solid, a fourth place finish at Darlington, a second place finish at Texas, and then obviously winning at Vegas. Does that take the pressure off and let you do a little bit of of, of searching deeper into the into the round as you go? Well, it definitely doesn't hurt. I mean, the win that that that's you know you can't describe what that that is. I mean, that's that's a whole nother level. The the strong performance starting the, the other rounds. Um, is key though, because um, it kind of lets you not be in panic mode, I guess, if you will, and just kind of keep executing without making mistakes. And I, that was kind of our approach, especially through the first two rounds of the playoffs. 
um, with all the new of this car and you know potential issues and and what what kind of how this year played out with with a lot of the unknowns, um, we felt like if you just executed and didn't have any um, big mistakes, you were going to be able to get through these first two rounds, and that's kind of was kind of our approach. Um, as we got, you know, deeper into it there and starting off in Vegas, um, felt like obviously you're going to have to be, have some strong performances to do that. Uh, I, I think I talked to you guys since that, but um, home, the Homestead test was kind of a, a, a turning point for us, I feel like, as a team of finding some speed and some direction on some things that I, that we we're able to, to finish out strong in the season with. And, and I think that was also a, a a big moment for Joey and, and building confidence, you know, kind of in the, what the cars were going to have from a performance standpoint. Um, and, I, and I saw, saw he, you know, he it gave him the, the opportunity to go out there and do what he needed to do and, and have that confidence. Paul, you talk about the end of the year, the Homestead test, the confidence of Joey during the playoffs and anything. But when we look at the whole picture of the year, you guys started right off at the Coliseum, first time out with this car, scoring the win, got a win at Darlington early, and, and maybe it wasn't this uber confidence or uber comfort that you had at the end of the year. Just kind of assess where you guys were at the first portion of the year as you as you learned about this car, as we dealt with parts issues and trying to get everything. You know, how how, how solid were you during that part of the year uh, as, it, as it kicked off, and even getting that wind out at the Coliseum to get things moving? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously the win at the Coliseum was huge. It was a nice little boost for everyone, just knowing um, everything that we were going through to just to get to the racetrack, right? Like you talk about the the shortages of parts and, and pieces getting going and limited cars and all that stuff, the unknowns. I mean, there was just, it was, uh, it was a, a bit crazy there for a while. So, you know, just being able to get that first win and it gives everyone a little confidence that, Hey, we can figure this out as, as good as anyone. And, and, um, and that's what, you know, that first part of the season was a, a steep learning curve, you know, and, and you visit a lot of different style racetracks early in the season, um, just trying to take it all in. Um, we've typically been able to adapt pretty well to change. Todd's been a part of that as well over the years here at team Penske, We've done a great job at being able to do that, but that's, that's short lived. And then once everyone starts to get to work, you know, you, you've got to really continue to develop at a fast pace to keep up. And we kind of went through the summer stretch, not where we needed to be from a speed standpoint. Um, still, still trying to figure it out. And then, like I said, then having the opportunity for that test year right before the playoffs, um, that was crucial. Um, it, it was it was good to see that we were able to get some useful um, information out of that test. That's the thing, you know, you you, you get the opportunities, you got to make the most of them, especially these days with with very limited practice. Those tests are crucial, and um, it was exciting and and um, to see that we were able to to get something out of it that was able to carry into the playoffs and um, ultimately give us give us a great shot at preparing. Um, for that race in Phoenix. You uh, you talk about that Homestead test being the turning point. If I look at your stats, I feel like you went to Indianapolis, and really at that point your team, I think right after Indianapolis, you started single-digit finishes. Um, you know, from from uh, you had success during the summer, but it was like everybody was. It was you'd hit this week, you wouldn't the next week. It seemed like that's just the way this car was across yeah. the across the garage. But as I looked at your stats, I looked at it. I think you can't, and I don't have it in front of me, but I think you came away from Indianapolis with like a sixth place finish or someplace around there, but it was single digits from then on back. Did anything change at that point, or is that just going to racetracks that you guys felt good about? Yeah, I don't know that there was, that I felt like there was anything that changed from a, from a performance standpoint. I think the team started getting in a, um, you know, a, a, a mindset of just execution and not making mistakes. And that's really what it was at that point, um, leading up to the playoffs, I felt like we were, we were just not making mistakes, I guess, if you will, because that, that was something that we continued to see was, um, cars having speed, but having tire failures or 
fires or, you know, it was just, you didn't know what was going to happen. And fortunately we were executing um, and we were just looking for that little bit of speed to go along with that execution we had. And, um, and and we found it. So um, that, that was, that was key. Todd or Todd. Yeah. You're Todd, you're Paul, but you both have something in common. You both, you have worked and Paul, you do work. For a guy that has everything, Roger Penske, he has everything. It's just he's, he's hugely successful to deliver another championship to him, and to deliver a championship in the same year they did the IndyCar championship. As career-wise, as a person, Paul, that has got to be neat to say, Captain. Uh, here, here's what we bring to the table this year. That 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 just has to be a real special feeling when you when you do that. Well, it is. I mean, obviously. Uh someone as so successful as Roger is and um, you know what he's been able to do in motorsports is I guess it was 31 years or something he's been trying to do this it's it's um, it's really neat to to be able to say we did that as a team here and um, you know we just have a lot of a lot of great people that that work smart and trying to understand this new car and um, there's definitely moments where throughout the weekend, he just kind of got to a point where it's like, let's, let's just try not to screw this up. You know, you, you work so hard and there, you know, how much has gone in to the effort from everyone here at the shop all year. And it's very hard to get yourself in this position. And with this format of a one race, you know, kind of decide all, you know, I, I, you know, people ask me how things are different from the first championship in 2012 and it drastically to me, and just how you approach it. And back then that was still the 10 race format cumulative, you know, throughout. Um, Not that there was a lot of room for error back then, but like there was more than there is now. Like one mistake in that race on Sunday, it changes the outcome, right? And and we qualified well, we had speed, you know, I talked to to you Sunday morning and, and others and, you know, you knew at some point in that week, that race, you were still going to have to race those other three guys for this championship. It doesn't matter. They, they always find a way to rise to another level. And sure enough, if, you know, the 20 wasn't breathing down our neck, that one run off a pit road there in that pit sequence, you know, the, the one car was mounting a charge towards the end of that race. And it's just, you can never count anybody out in this type of format. And it only takes one little mistake. I mean, look, look at, you know, the, the nine and the one getting together and that pretty much took them out of, of a shot. So, um, like I said, there was, there was definitely a few um, tense moments on the box, but what a, what a great effort and just proud of everyone here for, for giving us the opportunity and, and what we need to, to be able to go there and put on the type of performance we did. Yeah. So as you look at the season as a whole, what was the biggest challenge of this new car that you didn't expect uh, going into the Coliseum? That's a great question, Todd. I mean, there's obviously a lot. Um, really, I think it's just continuing to to try to find speed in the car. That, that really was it. Understanding, you know, what we call trade-offs, you know, of, of you know, mechanical grip, aero. It's so much different than than what we've worked on in the past and really being able to be open-minded and, and although you kind of want to look back at your history books and your, your old notes and information, you had to find a way to kind of almost ignore that and be open-minded to this is a totally different race car and it's going to take a different approach. Um, so that, that was challenging for me at times um, of trying to lean to not lean too much on what has worked in the past, but really understanding that this is, this is different. And, um, you know, we, we did a good job and we had great, great support to do that. Um, and, and we've had to continue to build confidence in our tools back here at the shop, you know, our simulation and simulators and all our rigs to, to help do that. Um, with 20 minutes of practice and trying to develop a new car, that was, was quite a challenge. 
Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, it really truly was when you think about that for sure. Paul, as we as we look forward the next month, month or two, two months, three months, uh, I mean, obviously you've got a celebration coming up in Nashville in a few weeks to go celebrate the championship. One of the themes Todd and I have talked about here is how the – there was no off-season last year, so the last downtime was probably the Olympic break last summer. What, what is it like at the shop? Is everyone going to get a chance to get a little bit of a breather here uh, before we start to, to to look to the Coliseum in Daytona next year? Well, yeah, obviously last, last season was uh, there wasn't a lot of off time with, with the off-season testing and trying to understand this new car, but yeah, hopefully, you know, everyone gets, gets a little time this year and, and celebrate this uh this season as it's been very successful for everyone here and um you know a lot of a lot of work's been put into it so um it, they're as, as i know personally it's uh they're not easy to come by it's 10 years so you got to enjoy it uh, you got to enjoy the the successes when you have them as well and and um you know and, and then we'll gear up when it's time but um it's uh, it's been a fun year, you know. It's a challenging, but uh, that that's what makes it all all worthwhile. And and um, just like I said, proud of proud of all the effort by everyone here, and, and they have a lot to be proud of. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Just it's just amazing. It really truly is a lot uh, a lot. So much went into this this year, unlike any other year. So amazing. It really truly was. Well, Paul. Um, congratulations on the success. We, uh, we always appreciate the chance to chat with you, whether it's uh, here on the program or in the garage area. And um, kudos to you and that team. And enjoy a little bit of the downtime, the celebration. But uh, thanks for joining us here on Crew Call. Yeah, you bet, guys. I appreciate the time with you. It's always fun. And uh, let's do it again soon. There yeah. we go. I'm sure we will. That is Paul Wolf, one championship winning crew chief. When we come back, Chris Lawson. Another championship winning crew chief from the truck series. He'll join us next. Stay with us. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. Welcome back to Crew Call. Appreciate the chance to catch up with Paul Wolf from Team Penske. Let's go to Front Row Motorsports now, where Chris Lawson, the championship-winning crew chief with driver Zane Smith, joins us. Hello, Chris. How are you? Good, good. How are you guys? We are well. Chris, I cannot imagine the satisfaction uh, after Friday night with, with first off, a, such a strong truck, but to be able to put the exclamation point and win that championship for you guys after a great season uh, had to be had to be a neat time for you and your guys up there. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool. Um, you know, I've been a part of winning a couple K&N championships, but obviously a truck championship's a little bigger stage, and it was, uh, it was really cool. I was really happy for all my guys to be able to experience that, as some of them haven't, um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, you looked at it, and as I watched the race, which was really late for us on the East Coast. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, but uh, as I watched the race, I, I did. I watched the whole thing uh, qualify and put down a heck of a lap there, uh, uh, you know, and, and got yourself in a great position. You're driving away. First pit stop, realize that the right front doesn't really come out that well and, and, and seemed like that plagued you most of the day. Did uh, just And I've been there, I've done that. It's, you know, sometimes making speed, you, you just get, get that tire tucked up there. Did you have concerns about that with that late caution coming down pit road? Yeah, I mean, you always do, right? No matter what. Um, I talked to my guys after that first stop, and we had a little better plan going into the rest of it. Um, you know, they weren't quite expecting it, I guess, for the first stop. And then after that, they kind of picked it up a little bit and definitely got a lot better. But, yeah, it's, uh, it, I definitely didn't want to see it, I don't think. I can tell you that. I would have been okay if it would have stayed green. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about that last stop. One of the things that you stressed afterward was you you had very 
you had no concern about doing it because you wanted to keep Zane on offense. When you have that much, what's it like to have that much confidence as a crew chief to kind of make the call in your mind, kind of a no brainer to come down and, and, and change them up and get them back out there with a fast truck? I mean, I feel like it definitely keeps you focused more on what you need to be focused on rather than worrying about this or that, or, you know, this could potentially happen. I mean, I felt like we already had our plan in place. We knew, you know, how many green flag laps we needed to to run on tires before it was worth taking two, worth taking four. Um, I felt like, honestly, it was a pretty easy decision to make. I, you know, just put it in uh, pit crew's hands and Zane's hands and let it go from there. Talk about it. And from the outside looking in, Zane coming to your 38 truck was a pretty late in the offseason decision, or at least it was into the offseason. It wasn't preempted, at least externally. Talk about learning a new guy like Zane and, and, uh, and, and building the, the, the momentum forward because you guys kicked the season off with a ton of momentum. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. So we didn't uh, have a clue what we were doing, even uh, as our group. I mean, we were already kind of talking, you know, some guys were going to move to the cup car, some guys were going to move here. Um, you know, they told us we were going to have a truck, but we didn't know who was going to be in it. And uh, it definitely came late, but it was cool. We, we ended up basically rallying the group back together and everybody committed to, to staying um, with Zane um, from the previous year. So it, yeah, it was good. And, and he fit honestly right in. We're all I don't want to say we're a younger group, but we we act younger, if nothing else. And and uh, I feel like he he honestly it was a perfect fit for our group for sure. You mentioned your group, and Jerry Freeze talked about this. Your engineer Dylan, uh, your car chief Kyle. You guys have been together for for since the formation of this team. How important is that to have that uh, con- uh, the, the the continuation of it and that that continuity as you go forward with a team like that? I mean, I feel like it's everything, right? Like he. he the cool part about this group is every single one of us are strong enough to take the other one's role. Like, honestly, it, if one of us was, you know, a little off, the other one can pick up the slack. So that's where the strength is. There is no, like I said, there is no weak spots in this. There's no holes in our armor. Like, you know, if one guy, if one guy misses, the other guy doesn't. So it's uh, it's, I feel like it's everything. It's everything to the strength of being able to run as strong as we do week in and week out. Um, and, and obviously making a run in a championship. Which was a heck of a run that yeah. you made there. And you look at the season, and, and I looked at the numbers this morning, just, just kind of digging through it. Three wins in the first eight races, and, and you didn't really fall off, but you didn't execute the win from then until you got to Phoenix. Thoughts on that? Were you, did, did things change? Uh, no, we, we just... Um... I, mean, I felt like we were set up to win a lot of races and it just really didn't play out. Honestly, like I'm, I don't know how many second place finishes we had five or six place, second, second place finishes. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was, it wasn't that it just, it ne- never really just came to be, we were right there and we had maybe the fastest truck and we had a bad pit stop or, um, you know, Zane made a, a speeding penalty. I think Martinsville was one that sticks out to me. Like we should have won more. I feel like we had the best truck and, uh, led a lot of the race and and we ended up having a speeding penalty just some little stuff like that and things that you know uh, just got to clean up right but I felt like we the truck had speed and Zane was still doing a really good job I just felt like <clears throat> we just kind of missed on uh, you know you got to have a hundred percent day to win these races and we had a couple 99 percents and it just didn't line up boy that is so well stated right there I mean yeah. it really is and if, it's you, a- and if you look at it the number of top fives that you had in that run was phenomenal I don't want to discount that you had tons of speed it yeah. just, 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 yeah. you started the season off with so many wins. So many wins. It was like, yeah, we got to the eighth race of the season. It's like, how many are these guys going to win this year? You know I mean? So, but it's a good, that's a good problem to have. That's for sure. Yeah. I'd always, I'd always rather be on that side, right? Get them out of the way and then you can worry about getting more later. But uh, no, it was, it was good. Like I said, I felt uh, strong about the team and what we had done all year. Uh, just like I said, just didn't line up. How does, uh, as you look at the playoffs, and I've always, I've wondered this as I looked at it, because yeah. your season, your season with 23 races and your playoffs has so many breaks in it. How does that work? How does that affect your playoff run? Having so many, like, there's not the flow and continuity of going to the racetrack. You've, you've got time off. Does, is that a benefit? Is it a distraction? How does that work for you? I've always, I've always looked at it as a benefit. Um, it gives us more time. I mean, no matter what anybody thinks, a, a truck team's, uh, I'd say base people is not that many, right? Like there's a core group of five of us and we pretty much do 98% of the work on the truck. I mean, we have a little bit of outside help here and there, <clears throat> but that's about it really. I mean, so honestly, it almost gives those 
gives us a breather and lets us kind of refocus on, okay, we're taking this truck here, this truck there. And, you know, okay, we got time now. Let's, you know, make the crush panels a little nicer. We can redo this, redo that. So I like it. Um, it's definitely doesn't feel like a break. I almost feel like we work harder <laughs> when we're, when we're at the shop than we do at the racetrack, you know, for the off weekends, but uh, we definitely utilize every single minute for sure. Talk about that off weekend coming into the championship race then. Yeah, it was huge. Um, I think we, so from starting that Monday before the truck had to leave, which would be the Monday of Phoenix, that Monday before um, the week leading into what I would call our off weekend, right? We worked every single day from 6.30 or 7 in the morning till 8 or 9 o'clock at night every day, including Saturday and Sunday, all the way until the truck left Monday night. So it got to the point where you almost get lost on what days, you know, what day is it, right? I don't know. The truck just has to leave in two days or the truck has to leave in three days. Like, I don't know what day it is. So, but it was cool. It was cool to see everybody dig in and thrash and understand why we were working and what we were working for. What do you, this is, this is radio guy, Steve. Okay, I, I've never worked on one of these vehicles. I've never busted a knuckle on anything like that. Is it just massaging every part of the truck? Is that is that what you spend that amount of time doing? Yeah, just, you know, you, you've got things that maybe you've learned. Um, so we went to the wind tunnel a couple weeks before that. Um, and, and you get things that you may learn, but, you know, it takes a while to implement, right? Like uh, your trucks are already together. So if you learn something and, and you feel like, okay, this exhaust piece is a little better in the wind tunnel, whatever, whatever, right? it takes a while to implement that over eight trucks. Well, we sat down and before Phoenix, it was like, okay, the, the six things that we, that we've learned over the last, you know, eight races that we feel like we're better, whether it be, you know, whatever, you know, compliance and the suspension or whatever, right. Any of the things that you learn, we took that and we put every single piece into that Phoenix truck. I mean, it didn't matter how big of a project it was cutting sheet metal tin out of the floor and redoing it. I mean, it did not matter. We were doing it. So that was uh, that's what you do. That's the effort that you have to put into Phoenix. You can't leave a, a single piece on the table when you go there. And, and I don't, I don't like to do that every week, but there are only so many hours in a day. Right. So you have to be, be careful and not burn yourself and your people out. So, but Phoenix, we were burning ourselves out. Didn't matter. Yeah, you've got a big reward that's hanging dangling out there as a cat <laughs> carrot that, uh, that that will let everybody be motivated for for a couple of weeks to, to to dig like that. So now that you've won a championship, what's an off season for a team like yours look like? Uh, it pretty much what we just talked about. You know, we'll go through and implement you know all the updates on all of our trucks. So we're actually that's what I was doing this morning already. We're taking trucks apart, starting to look through things. You know figure out what parts and pieces we need to change, get ordered, just, uh, you know, it's basically like getting ready for Phoenix for every race next year, but we're starting now. Neat, neat stuff. Front row motorsports. I, I've, I've found what Bob Jenkins has created there to be fascinating. It's just, it just seems like this little team, whether it's you guys on the truck side or, or the guys on the cup side, Bob has had a very quiet under the radar, be better next week than you were the, the than you were last week. And uh, that, that just seems to be like a pretty cool spot that you guys are in up there at Front Row Motorsports. Man, I feel like it's awesome. This is uh, Bob's such a good guy, and, and, and he is so devoted to being better and winning races and moving forward. Uh, it may not happen overnight, right? Like, you know, we can't just spend all the money that the big teams can to uh, to do that in an overnight situation. But, you know, over a year or over two years, I feel like he definitely can and we can get there. And we are, you know, I feel like the cup cars have shown a lot of speed this year. Um, had a lot of great finishes with Michael and Todd. Uh, and I feel like just all that, it, 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 and it resonates throughout the shop. You know, when one runs well it, it, and the other one doesn't or the other two don't, it still helps, right? Like it still carries the, the morale and the rest of the team. So I do feel like it's, it's definitely moving and trending in the right direction. And it has for the last few years. As I look at, as I look at, it's really cool, honestly, what Bob's done there, what all of you guys yeah. have done there. It's, 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 it's a kind of methodical progression towards being where you want to be instead of, like you said, instead of flashing and, and yeah. not going back. Um, as I look at the, at the manufacturer assignment throughout, throughout the truck series, Really, the Fords were you and DGR, and 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 they've now made the move to Toyota. How does how does being like the only Ford team, how does that affect you going into twenty three? Uh, I don't really know yet. I don't really I don't I don't know how that's going to uh, to work or play out yet. Um, I know obviously 
I'm, I'm kind of a, a loner type guy. I like that. Um, it, it only kind of makes it rough when you get to the speedway races or the, you know, like Phoenix, when at one point in time at Phoenix, when we were racing around all three KBM trucks and one of their trucks is racing for the championship, it just makes it a little bit harder, right? You got no help, I guess. And uh, you got no backup, but as far as for our side, for me, I, I like having, I like to hoard all the tools and all, and all of the resources. So it doesn't bother me. Um, I'm sure we're going to have a teammate of some form. Um, but yeah, I just don't know how that looks going forward. Chris, yourself personally here, and and, uh, and I've kind of followed your story, followed your career long. You talk about it, a couple of West Series, K&N West Series championships with Todd Gilliland, working for Bill McAnally out there on the West Coast, and and here you sit. Where do you where do you where do you see this journey going? Do you uh, you know where, where where do you see the journey going? Man, I don't know. I've always been the guy that just takes it day by day. I just want to win races. Honestly, I don't. Uh the the rest is is always second to me I want to win races and as long as I can wake up in the morning and I feel like I got a shot then that's what I want to do and that's all and that's everything I've done that's how I've always make all my decisions so um I don't know as long as we like I said as long as I can still have do be a part of something that's going to go out and try and win some races that's all I care about he we've kind of seen in the announcement I think Zane's Zane's committed to coming back to you guys in the truck series and and going to get to run some cup races. How does that affect you uh, in next year's season? I think it's good. I think um, obviously it's going to sharpen his skills, right? I'm all about that. And, and mine as well. I mean, I feel like uh, doing some cup races, I feel like it'll be a good change of pace. It's, it's always good introducing something new. You feel like you learn, you sharpen your skills because it may give you another insight on some truck stuff that you maybe have never seen before um, that you can carry over and vice versa. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped about it. Actually. I feel like it's going to be a really cool deal for the whole team. I think Jerry freeze, the general manager on Friday night said though, when they first rolled one of those cars into the shop that you were kind of like, I'm not too sure about this. You've, you've, you, my understanding is you've warmed to these, uh, the, to this next generation cup car over the course of time, watching them and, and seeing them across the shop floor there. Is that accurate? Yes, I've definitely warmed up to the idea of them. I'm a, I'm a hustler, man. Like I like to work. I I like to, I like to touch everything and, and, you know, like all the way leading up until, you know, Phoenix are in our Phoenix truck. Like I was sanding mud and and doing body work. Like I I don't care what it is. If I feel like I can make it better, I'm going to do it. And uh, I feel like the cup car has taken a lot of that away from, from a guy like me. So I'm not, overly pumped about the way that that's gone but it's 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 still cool regardless right it's still a new challenge and it's new new things to learn and i still thrive on that so um yeah i've warmed up to it still not in love with it but i've warmed up to it there you go well i'll tell you what it is uh impressive what you guys did in the truck series all season long and to get that championship well a final question for you phoenix friday night when he stuck it four wide down the backstretch I, what was what was what's that like as a crew chief on the pit box to see him do that ah man i don't ever have uh, a doubt in zane's thought process or moves or his ability uh but i do in other people so it definitely made me worry a little bit i think i would have been way more worried if we would have been four wide middle but uh we were four wide bottom so i felt a little bit better about it we might have ruined somebody else's day but i don't i felt strongly that we were going to be okay on that one so uh, that was good man i really felt it's weird. I felt calm, you know, like it was just, I was watching Zane do what he does. And it was just like, ah, oh, he's going to come out of this. It's going to be fine. That is great, man. That's gotta be a great feeling. That's for sure. Chris, congratulations on the championship. And we appreciate you joining us here on crew call and enjoy a little bit of downtime. Enjoy the off season. And we'll look forward to seeing what you guys have for us next year. Absolutely. Thank you. There we go. Chris Lawson, crew chief, front row Motorsports, 2022 NASCAR camping world truck series champion, Zane Smith. Stay with us. More Crew Call in just a moment. Crew Call continues on here. Todd Gordon and Steve Post putting a bow around our show, putting a bow around the season. Really, really cool to be able to talk with uh, Paul Wolf and really, really cool to talk with Chris Lawson. Uh, Our game plan when we set out weeks ago was to have all three crew chiefs. Uh, Chris Gale, who we chatted with a couple of months ago up at Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, obviously with the passing of Coy Gibbs, uh, not available for, Chris not available to be with us here. Um, First and foremost are just heartfelt prayers and condolences for, 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 
Coach and Pat and Heather and Ty and his brothers and, si- and the whole family, but yeah. the whole Joe Gibbs family as well. Yeah, I mean, they, it goes to the whole race team, everybody that's associated with Joe Gibbs Racing. And, and I mean, you feel it even within the garage. Yeah. It's, it's not just a Joe Gibbs thing. It's, it, Coy's had an impact on several lives. And, uh, you know, just, just a tragedy. A tragedy. And, and you know, I guess, I guess a blessing that he got to see his kid win a championship. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, it's, it's a little eerie to see the picture with him and Ty and Heather in the trophy. Yeah, that's, that's and, and know that that's, you know, 12 hours removed. Yeah. But, but just, I can't imagine what Coach and Pat are going through. No. With 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 the loss of JD mm-hmm. uh, and and now of Coy, um, you know, heartfelt for him. I, I just can't imagine. I just yep. can't imagine. It. And what a difficult time. And totally, I mean, don't want to step in that with with trying to ask racing things out yeah. of this time yeah. out of, out of Chris like, Gale. So. Yeah, and and my understanding is Chris and Coy they have been racing together for years and years. So Chris is uh, he's it, it seems to me my read on it he's more than just a crew chief. Uh, the, uh, a hired crew chief. There's there's a lot that goes into this. Yeah. When we look back, um, and again, racing is so inconsequential when we compare it to it. But we're a racing show. We're MRN. Yep. We do it. Yep. What a run that Coy Gibbs and and Chris Gale, man. They they brought a really really good car to Phoenix to go win that race. Though. Yeah. Ty Gibbs was incredible and, there. Ty was. Yeah. And, absolutely. And and uh, I, I really on the circumstances on the backside of of what was last week, you know, the week before. Right, with the challenges from Martinsville. The challenges, the, the that, challenges Ty had from Martinsville. Separation that they created in the shop, and, and they came out. I thought they executed a perfect race. I thought they had it brought the fastest. Chris Gale brought the fastest car. Yep. Um, you know, we saw that out of th- all three series. The, the best car won. And, uh, again, I, I thought Ty drove a, a good race, was was really good in his manipulation of the race. Uh, I think he thought he did everything well. So, um Kudos to to that whole Joe Gibbs organization for for what they were able to accomplish on Saturday. Yeah, overcoming all of the yes. uh, the challenges of the week preceding, and 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 then to be able to perform like that. That move when he got to the outside of uh, when he got the outside of Justin Allgaier down into turn number one, it was like that was. I mean, that was just set him up, set him up inside, 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 outside, and then strike to the outside. Yep. And you have a good car that Chris Gale brought you to do that, but uh, the 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 guy mashing the pedals. Uh, had to execute that, and and they did. And when she got that outside, they took control of the race. They took control of momentum and everything else, and uh, never gave it back. So, yeah. uh, really, really cool. So, and 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 really a great a season in the Xfinity series. Um, when you look at what it was, you know, Ty Gibbs. When you look at the Xfinity series as a whole, AJ Allmendinger in the headlines a lot, and then Junior Motorsports. My gosh, Junior Motorsports! What a year they put together. Yeah, almost cursed. In the respect that they put too many cars in the championship uh, yeah. four, I, I I really feel that way. If you can't put all four of them in, I, I don't. I mean, we we saw this, and, and Paul Wolf alluded to it. They were the, the once they got yeah. in, they they orchestrated a piece for all their teammates to work on their test their right. practice program with them. I think when you spread that, you you spread your focus three ways in a yeah. in a four car race, and then you've got drivers that have to. I actually thought maybe Noah. Or Justin could have raced with a 54, but they had to race around each other for who was going to do it, and that let the 54 get gone. So um, sometimes sometimes being too good is yeah. a penalty. 15 wins for Junior Motorsports yeah. this year. Uh, what a what a season! I know that you know I know that they there was there was frustration with you have 75 percent of the championship field and you you don't come out with a championship. What a season! At one point, remember we had the Noah Gregson. Four straight wins, which tied him with Sam Ard. Yeah. When you're tying with Sam Ard, yeah. you're you're accomplishing something. So, great season. And I think when we look at Xfinity season at the whole, I think great performance by Junior Motorsports. College Racing continued. They 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 actually recovered. They recovered. Yeah. Because they, they weren't they weren't as good as they and they boy, they admitted to that. Yeah. Like, they were out were outboard about it. That hey, yeah. we're we're not where we need to be. Boy, there was a lot of races where AJ took an eighth place car and made a third place finish out of it. And yep. and I'm not sure you you know you you've worked with mm-hmm. AJ. AJ has really matured as a driver to be that guy that can take that seventh eighth place car and get a top five finish out of it. And they 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 polished up some stuff there and did pretty good with it and and started to get some good speed. And then ultimately Joe Gibbs Racing gets the championship and uh, with with Ty Gibbs. So uh, Xfinity Series a great great season of racing and can't wait to see what happens as we go forward. A lot of the same players are coming back. 
you know, in the Xfinity series, then there's some moving on. So uh, we'll see. I yeah. think it's going to be fun year. Yeah, and I think you know Noah Gregson got the got the cup yeah. opportunity taking Luke with him. Yep. But Brandon Jones is going to fill that ride, and I I think Brandon's in a good position there to join yeah. in. I mean that I think he'll fit right into the Junior Motorsports, uh, yeah. you know, fold there and, and see where that goes forward. I love the uh, Chandler Smith to Colleg move. I just think I, I'm yeah. very high on Chandler Smith. Yeah. And I just think the Chandler Smith to Colleg move is one that is going to win some races next year. I'm curious to see where Toyota puts John Hunter Nemechek as well. Yep. There's I think a lot. That, of, that's yep. one that, that we'll see where that all falls out. If right. it ends up in the Xfinity Series, I think he could be in a really, really good position as well. A lot to look forward to. And, and I mean, I don't have, I don't have. Larry McReynolds on here to give you the days, but it's how many it's days? Usually it is. less exactly. than a hundred at this point, but um, it'll be here before we know it. A no lot, of, lot of work to happen. In the off no season. doubt about it. That's for sure. We want to remind you before we get out of here to subscribe to Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR roots. You can catch NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds, Arkham Menards, Pinties, NASCAR Weekly Racing. Subscribe today. Over thirteen hundred events live and on demand. Uh, the big one we've been talking about: Florence Motor Speedway, the Charlie Paul Memorial, November nineteenth. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and late model stock racers. You can find out more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. From an MRN perspective, we have got Thursday, December 1st, the Champions Banquet out in Nashville, Tennessee. So, yeah. So uh, we're going to celebrate all of the, uh, and I think they're doing the banquet with all three champions from the national tours going to all be out there. So it should be a fun, fun time to put a but we're on the season up in Music City. So, yeah, definitely so. a cool town to have that in as well and, and, and a great great venue. So yeah. uh, it'll be cool. It'll yep. be cool. And, and you mean three deserving champions. They were the three fastest cars that went in a championship race, right. and, and they won it. All three yep. of them did. Uh, kudos to you know to, to Paul and Joey in, in putting a cup championships together with the next-gen car. And everything we had to ch- change this year and everything they had to, as Paul talked about, you had to take your notebooks, throw them away, yeah. and just yeah. work on what you did. I thought they executed a season perfectly, uh, um, you know, and, and and likewise for uh, for you know Chris Gale and, and Ty and and then yep. Chris Chris and uh, Zane Chris there. And Zane yeah. Smith. I mean, just some great great performances. Been fun hanging out and uh, getting better acquainted with you. We 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 used to you were one of those guys in the garage area that I'd always chat with on race weekend and. Uh, I've had a ball. This has been great with Crew Call this year and uh, breaking it down and talking to some of our crew chief buds along the way. Been really, really fun breaking it down. And uh, what a journey the year has been. It's been fun breaking it down here each week on Crew Call. Yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been drinking from a fire hose for me on this side, but I uh, <laughs> uh, hope I haven't drug it down too much. There we go. No, no, not at all. It's been great, that's for sure. So we really do appreciate uh, appreciate uh, all of the crew chiefs over the course of this year. You know, that's been the other thing, too. We, we dial up and say, hey, Wednesday morning is our production day. There's a little behind-the-scenes inside baseball stuff. Wednesday morning, can you come on a Zoom call? And, boy, it's rare that they can't. We had we had one, I'll say this, we had one, Matt McCall. We had one, Matt McCall had to turn it down because some guy named Jack Roush. Called a meeting. Us, called a meeting yeah. and trumped us. But uh, but seriously, all of the uh, the crew chiefs and, and the uh, the PR folks and everyone that puts this all together behind the scenes, we really do appreciate it. That's for sure. And we appreciate everyone on our end as well, from Chris Schwartz and Ryan Horn in the uh, in the administrative part of it. Julian Council's just done a great job as our producer. Mm-hmm. Um, Hank Silver was with us for a while. Then Craig Moore has come in and, and really done a great job. We've got a great, great crew here, and they all help make it worthwhile as well. So fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff. Hope you enjoyed our uh, our, our, our broadcast as well. I hope through. so, too, as well. This is Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing. He's Todd Gordon. I'm Steve Post. More important than everybody else, though, thank you for tuning us in each and every time here on Crew Call.